Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> That's all, folks. All right, let's uh, shovel this driveway, huh? <gasps> that was a good one. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. We're calling you straight from the kennel. <laughs> all Basically. 20 of these dogs are in here right now. Actually, um, we only have two. No, Jensen's right there. Yeah. Dude, bruh. Emma oh. Rue. I guess I just didn't see Ledoux because I didn't think that he would be okay with Emma being that close to him. <laughs> yeah, her butt, her butt's really just right in his face. I think they've learned that they don't really have a choice. Because, like, Scarlett and Emma lay by each other all the time now. Scarlett used to get up every single time oh, Emma would true. lay by her, but now she just kind of pulls her head. Well, now that it, me and Emma are so cool because of our bathroom sessions, um, <laughs> maybe Scarlett's a little more comfortable with her, too. Because well, yeah, now Emma likes to be by time. me and lets me pet her and stuff. And oh, yeah. The dynamics are changing. <laughs> so, you ready for Christmas? <laughs> Seriously, there's so much snow on the ground. One foot. One foot of you snow. You would never know that we just had one of the largest wildfires in Colorado history. Well, and well, are still, still having. Going, but... Yeah. We have the biggest fires ever. And down the mountain, we got a foot of snow, and it's still snowing. It snowed up there, too, though. Like Grand Lake is all covered in snow. Mm. A little too late. Talk about but... a day short, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Super sad. They don't even know how many houses have been lost yet. No. Because they don't have the resources to go check. No. Yeah, our sister is up in Granby, and she was literally right there. Like, oh, yeah. She could see the flames. Um, She probably should have came down just to be safe, but she was literally, they were working right beside the firefighters, so. Oh, across the street yeah. was the staging area for the fires. Literally, basically in their backyard, because their backyard butts up to the field of the school, and that's where they were set up. It's crazy. Yeah. So, Colorado's still burning, um, but we did get some much-needed moisture mm -hmm. that will hopefully at least give these guys a break yeah. or a moment to breathe. She also got on the news. Oh, yeah, and she got <laughs> interviewed because she had a... Thank you, firefighters and first responders yeah. thing in her window. Um, and she got interviewed. Yeah, super cool. Looking fly as hell out there. <laughs> She's literally on the news. It's so cool. So, yeah. Have you ever been on the news? I was in the, uh, what was it? The newspaper. I was in an article. I don't know. It was for, so Happy Tales has won, like, this award for. Happy. Some, some yes. kind of super successful business in a short amount of time. Oh, I don't cool. know what it's called. Um, Christy would know, but, um, they won some kind of award for how fast our business has grown in a short amount of time. Yeah. But then you got interviewed. Yeah. So they came in and did an article about it and interviewed Christy and Jay and everything. And then, um, Christy wanted me to be a part of it cause I'm the manager slash uh, that's dog so trainer. Cool. So the photographer had me walking down the street with one of the dogs, like acting like I was training them. Why didn't I ever hear about this? I don't know. What were you in? I don't know. <laughs> the Reporter Herald? No, I think it was just like an online article somewhere. That's so cool. Yeah. So I was in um, the Reporter Herald for a fishing tournament. Once. <laughs> yeah, the uh, fishing, or where is it? So is it Lake Loveland? You don't fish. I did. Well, I stood around people who fished. <laughs> Pretty sure it was me and Joe, actually. Um, so... You know Lake Loveland, yeah. and there's Railroad Park or whatever. Yeah. The park with the railroad. Says so the pond. Yeah, the pond's there. We were there yeah. fishing one day. Yeah. Um, and apparently there was a fishing tournament going on, and I I feel like we didn't know that. I think that was a coincidence. Yeah. But this lady came up and interviewed us for the paper 
about the tournament. Wow. Yeah. And I got interviewed another time because I was wasted outside of <laughs> Best Buy on Black Friday. What? Yeah. I was waiting in line for Black Friday yeah. and just was drinking. And, <laughs> you know, you wait there for hours. But I was doing what I do best, being really social mm. and introducing myself to everybody. Well, we were like fifth in line from the front so because we went early. Yeah. yeah. Me and... Uh, Jeremy went. Cousin Jeremy? Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, so we were really close to the front. Well, this news reporter lady comes up and interviews us, and I tell him, you know, yeah, we've been here since this time, and I've gone up and down this line, and I pretty much know what everybody's buying. And that was my quote. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was my quote. And again, I was way hasted. That's funny. Um, and I locked it in, made it on the newspaper. How cool is that? <laughs> You've also been in for like real estate and all that stuff. Oh too. yeah, I mean I've been in, I've been interviewed by uh, <laughs> lots of magazines, you know, yeah. top top thirty and thirty, those types of accolades and yeah. awards for greatness and excellence. But yeah, um, yeah, so those My mean a little less. To a me. lot of those awards, like what you have, just yeah. like really successful in what you're doing, and that's cool. Yeah, it's a very, um, it's something I really like to be. <laughs> Am I making a point right now? No. I like I to be very good at everything I do. Yeah. The only drawback to that, though, is it does make you get very bored relatively quickly. Mm. You know, because there's people that have had careers for 30 years, set up for retirement, Dad. and they've done one thing their whole lives. I will never be that person. And there's some instability to that. Yeah. You know, because, like, I'm definitely thinking about getting out of real estate. I mean... As much as people say, don't say it out loud, you know, it's a funk, you don't want to ruin potential business, whatever. I'm definitely thinking about and probably getting out of real estate soon because we want to shift gears and change directions because I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I'm so over it, man. People, I'm just, I'm sick of the people. It's killing me. It's killing me. Mm. Um, but with that being said... Um, I thought you'd be more engaging with that topic. Uh, no, I don't like to talk about real estate because it always gets you like crazy. I know. Because it's not so much away the, from that. the real estate. It's just the people in it. Because, yeah. you know, change helicopter salesman. If I was a helicopter <laughs> salesman and everyone was a bastard that I had to work with, um, I wouldn't want to do it either. You know, but the, the shitty part is, is my clients are great. The people on my side of it. It's the other agents. Mm. That's what kills me, man. I feel like it's like almost like being a lawyer. Yeah. You get paid <laughs> to argue for a living. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm good at arguing. It doesn't mean I like to do it. No. I did not think that getting to real estate was going to be so aggressive. Mm. And that's the way that most agents go into it. Like, I'm a bulldog for you. I'll oh. fight for you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why do we need to fight? Like, <laughs> I will do my job for you, and I will make sure that we work together for a fair deal yeah. everyone wants to win i say let, let's all win by being fair and rational yeah um and just money brings out craziness in people man that's it's wild that's i've seen grown adults yell over 500 dollars, and it, it's crazy um yeah money is a <clears throat> weird thing yeah like obviously money's nice because like you can live a certain type of way having oh, yeah. money but like for me 
I would much rather find happiness in something else. Like, objects don't mean shit to me. Oh, for real. <laughs> it's the connections, and it's the ability to provide for what you love. And yeah. money is very necessary, and like you said, it's great. I mean, money is great. I, lo- <laughs> yeah. I make a good living. Yeah. I love money. I love being able to buy whatever I want, do whatever I want, give away money. Like if people yeah. are hurting or struggling, I love it. Money is the most freeing thing you can have if you have the right mindset about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's the thing. Money is not the objective. Money is not my goal. Mm-hmm. Money is the shovel to dig my hole. Mm-hmm. That's a bad analogy. Money is the <laughs> hammer to build my house, right? Like Just digging yourself a hole. <laughs> for real. Just my grave. <laughs> yeah, my, money's the backhoe to my grave site. Um, no, but you know what I mean? Like that's how I look at yeah. money. So in my mind, if my goals become bigger, then so must the amount of money I make. Yeah. So that that is why I just hate money when it's used in any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, and people squabble over small amounts. Like, well, I only had a soup and a salad. We shouldn't really yeah, split it. I hate that. I'm like, you cheap bitch. Fine, yeah. fine. I had seven croutons and six <laughs> slices of that bread. <laughs> If we, you know, it's like, if we're really going to split this up in a nonsensical way. Now, if somebody's taking advantage, that's different. You know, if you're a mooch, don't be a mooch. (laughs) But in a normal world, Mm -hmm. hey, I got it this time. Cool, man. Um, That's how like me and my friends and like you are. Like if I buy it dinner for everybody this night, somebody else is going to do it the next night. Yeah. Which is fine and all, but there's a difference when you do it that way because everybody relatively eats the same amount of food, price-wise, everything. There's a huge difference when you are in a group of people and your side buys just a <laughs> like normal <soup>. meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a regular meal with water or a Sprite, you know, something simple, side salad maybe. And then the other side orders wine or seven different appetizers and then they're like so let's split this down the middle yeah. right and it's like down the middle your <laughs> wine was like forty dollars yeah that's when it's like okay you yeah. need to pay your share like of your extra shit that you bought well it's like that episode of friends when you know because <laughs> yeah. they want to be fair mm-hmm. but when there's a financial discrepancy between <laughs> friends you know when i i think nothing of it like oh man yeah give me a, a that 15 dollar drink that yeah. scotch or that whiskey or whatever because to me that's worth it huh. but if somebody's not drinking and they're just drinking water they shouldn't have to pay <laughs> no. for my 15 dollar whiskey no that's crazy yeah <laughs> and really it comes down to just being open with that group right like saying hey man like we're not splitting it you you guys have expensive taste i'm over here eating bologna (laughs) i shouldn't be paying 50 dollars for my bologna sandwich yeah but the other thing like if you if you are the one buying all the extras you should just go in saying like i'm getting all this extra stuff yeah i'm gonna pay for the extra stuff that i got for real like hey here's an extra 20 yeah, like I got mine. seven drinks. I should probably pay for my drink. So here you go. One thing I like <laughs> to do is so I'll I'll buy the meal uh-huh. and then you tip. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ways to do it because mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just enjoy buying. I like paying for yeah. it if it's reasonable and I can afford it. Oh yeah, dinner's on me. I got it. Especially when food, drinks, anything fun is involved. Yeah. For some reason, I just feel like people have more fun if it's free. Well, duh. So I sneak away. Like <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll be like, hey, I gotta go, you know, drop a ground one, and then go in the back and say, hey, um, here's my card. 
pay for this. Ground one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say brown one. But anyway, joke room aside, I'll just slip away and say, hey, here's my card. You know, just cover it. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone's like, okay, let's pay. I'm like, no, it's already done. Like, I love it. It's yeah. so much fun to me. And it's not like a, hey, look at my money. It's more like, hey, you guys having fun yeah. kind of deal. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Me and so my I'm... friends do the same thing. Like, we'll get, like, I'll buy this thing. They'll get the next thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just easier it's rather than go. counting pennies, like, which is really funny to say counting pennies because when me and Casey go anywhere and we split the bill evenly, I always get the extra penny. My bill is always one penny more than hers. <laughs> so just circumstantially. I guess. I don't know. It's a joke between the two of us because I always get the extra penny. So if it's, it's just, just split down the middle yeah. and it comes out to like two ninety one and two ninety. Yep. You got the two ninety one every single time. Huh. Well, what's a friendship worth? Apparently, a penny at every meal. <laughs> a penny, I guess. <laughs> well, the good mm. one shouldn't cost you a lot. Yeah. Friends, yeah. no, shouldn't cost yeah. you anything. For your time, yeah, and energy because <laughs> oh, yeah. even the good friends can be exhausting, yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't mean know. that about any of no one specifically. I'm just thinking back in time with some of my best friends, like, were a lot of work. Well, because you got to think they know literally everything about you. Mm-hmm. Like, I have two lifelong friends, Casey and I have been best friends since kindergarten. Jeez. and we're now 26 years old, and then me and Reagan have been best friends since. Like sixth grade, I think. Yeah. And we're still friends to this day. Like they literally know everything about me. It's crazy. <laughs> I have one that's close to that, Joe. Yeah. And I mean, guys are different, but me and Joe also had breaks. But Joe's my absolute best friend, and um, and he doesn't listen to this, so I don't got to worry about committing anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but asthma. Asthma. A S M R. Asthma. It's a. Uh... What is that? What the hell's going on? Oh, that's Jess. Oh yeah, that's, that's their them getting their stuff. Room. Sorry guys, we had uh, some weird stuff going on outside through the window. Oh nice, they're getting their stuff. Yeah, they're getting their stuff. That means they must be off of evacuation. I would hope so. It's really crazy to think that there is evacuations going on when there's it's still snowing man it is snowing right now yeah like it's hard to fathom that the snow just or the fire just doesn't disappear with all the snow on the ground it's still burning though it's wild it really just goes to show how powerful it is yeah the fire yeah the snow goes up past like i could put desi out there and she disappears. desi disappears (laughs) our dogs love the snow oh yeah they go crazy for it so yesterday, what Emma, the, wait, what were we saying? Just in case we forget the topic. Huh? What were we talking about before that all happened? Friends. Lifelong friends. Oh, just, yeah. Let me round out with Joe. <laughs> um, me and Joe, the nice thing about me and Joe is that no matter how much time has passed, be it a day or literally like 10 years, mm-hmm. we had a break. Not be, just because of life roads, yep. right? We went apart and came back together. It's, you you don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. It's literally like I just saw you yesterday. Yep. You talk the same. You joke the same. <laughs> you just all everything you do syncs up. Yeah. And that's how you know you got that friend for life. Yeah. I mean, that's actually happened to both Casey and Reagan. Me and Casey did not hang out in school 
like at all. Mm-hmm. Like middle school and high school. High school we didn't hang out at all. Casey? Yeah. Yeah. But we every really? Yeah, no, we never cuz so in Thompson School District, they do the two teams. Yeah. We were never on the same team and so we on never days. had a class together ever. Oh, so we never sucks. experienced having class with each other. It did suck other than kindergarten. Well, no, yeah. even then we had different teachers and our two classes would merge for like craft time. How or are you friends? <laughs> That's the, yeah, I don't know. We, cause just, where did you meet? Kindergarten. Because okay. Cause you were in the same class, class. No, no, no. She, so kindergarten at Namaqua had, there was two rooms and mm-hmm. this side was my class. Don't remember the teacher's name. And then the other classroom was Casey's class, okay. two kindergarten classes. And then our classes would merge for like playtime or something like that. And somehow me and Casey ended up hanging out or like playing with each other in school. But I could not remember her name to save my life. I kept calling her Carly. <laughs> and I hey, just bestie. remember her always saying, it's Casey. Casey. And I was like, what is your name, Carly? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We just, ever since then... We hung out all the time. Mom and Barb did, Casey's mom did know each other in school. So us going over there or to each other's houses and everything was easy because they knew each other. Even without sharing classes, you just still somehow made a friendship for Mm -hmm. literally like 20 20 years at this point. Yeah, because high school we would see each other. Oh, I don't know. Seven? Five? (laughs) Sure. How old is Eli? (laughs) Jeez. <laughs> he's eight, nine. And he's in second grade. I have no idea. You're supposed to know this stuff, man. I am not It's not good. the uncle's job <laughs> to know dates. I'm not good with ages and grades at all. No, me neither, <laughs> That's not man. my thing. I'm pretty sure I was 16 in second grade. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so throughout, we did hang out in middle school and elementary school. But once we got to high school, we didn't hang out outside of school, in school. Like, we saw each other People ask me who my best friend was. I'd always say Casey still. That's like, so crazy. Yeah, we'd call each other every now and then just to talk to each other. But we didn't hang out. And then after high school, we basically just got back together and hung out all the time. And it's always just been kind of an on and off thing. We'll go months without seeing each yeah. other. And then she'll text me and then we'll and hang poof. out. And yeah, it's like I saw her yesterday. It's And it's effortless for the oh, most yeah. part. And Reagan's the same way. Me and Reagan went a huge amount of time without ever seeing each other. I used to go over to Reagan's house every day, basically, after school and middle school. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And then... And I don't remember her at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mostly went over to her house. She didn't come over here nearly as much. And I knew her sisters. That's why it's even crazier I didn't know Reagan existed. Yeah. yeah. We love Reagan. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't hang out for a long time. And then I honestly don't know... How we started hanging out again? I'm sure she'll remember, and she'll after she listens to this, she'll be like, "This <laughs> is what happened." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm very blessed to have them, because like, for example, I don't remember shit. So, no so kidding, man. I can literally be like, "Hey, what happened this time when this happened?" And Reagan or Casey would be like, "This is the story." <laughs> and that's how Joe is too. Yeah, they remember everything. He knows it all. He knows who he hung out with, who he dated, who he liked. And I'm like, yeah. "I did." <laughs> oh yeah, Joe remembers yeah. all of it. You can just call him and be like, "Who was that person we went and did this with?" And, and he'll, he'll know. Like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> like so, when I go to write the memoirs. Joe's going to have to be part of it because yeah. he's going to, he knows all my stories. Yeah. Yep. I just remember the fun of all my stories. 
Yeah. You know, I don't remember much from the, the past. The details. Yeah. 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 Jumping in pools. <laughs> so many good, good, good stories. He, uh, he doesn't want to be on the show because of work, and I don't blame him. Um, but me and Joe have great stories. Mm-hmm. I remember Joe from when I was younger. Yeah. I remember one time, this is a story I remember about Joe, is we have <laughs> a, um, what is it? The an upright pool an above ground pool. above ground pool um in our backyard and we always have and joe decided to go swimming and a thunderstorm was coming through and a huge bolt of lightning and there's just this giant bang of thunder went off and joe flew out of that pool so fast and like slid down the steps and just hit his ass on the oh. on the porch and he jumped up and like ran under the other porch. it was so funny i've never seen that guy I moved so fast oh, in my life. Oh, that's so great. Because <laughs> I see it again. That's another story I don't remember, but because I know Joe, yeah. I can see every yeah, single Yeah, he thing got on the it. top ladder and just <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> hey, man, if one thing that Joe will never do is die gracefully. With, yeah, well, gracefully <laughs> one, but without trying to not die. Oh, yeah. That dude, <laughs> he'd be the first one out of the pool, the first one to pull someone out of danger like he was very tuned in to safe and unsafe that's so cool. and it was my job to convince him to do the unsafe stuff <laughs> and it was great because he kept me alive because i would have gone way too far mm. without the safety net of joe and then i kept him from being a loser <laughs> so it worked out really really good uh, for both of us that's i think so funny. yeah <laughs> so best friends are cool man mm-hmm. um they're great to have they are great to have you know what else is great to have Huh. Something to talk about. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. That was good. Um, this snow is blowing my mind. I can't see it. I'm facing the opposite yeah. direction. But we just had um, some of the people. I know I'm kind of reiterating to what we barely brushed on. Oh, yeah. Um, so we told you guys we helped some people evacuate. Yep. Our and neighbor's daughter. Yeah. Then y'all got to drive that sweet van. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> well, cherry picker. <laughs> they're grabbing their stuff back. Yeah. So... That's amazing. That means they're not being evacuated. That means they're going to go home. Uh, and the danger for at least the people that we know directly yeah. is finally, like, chilling out. Hopefully. Estes is crazy, too, though, man. Those two fires were heading straight for Estes. Yeah. If they would have met in the middle, Estes would have been gone. And it would have been a mega monster fire. It's crazy. Because the Cameron Peak is what, like... 200 and some thousand. Oh, yeah, like 247,000 acres. Yeah, and acres. then the East Troublesome grew within like three days up to almost what almost the, the same Peak size. Is. In three days. Yeah. Poof. Like, talk about, we, I mean, that just means we were due. It had stuff that had to burn. You know what I mean? Nothing yeah. burns that aggressively if there is not just A nothing reason, but yeah. fuel. Yeah. Between all the beetle kill and then all the fallen trees that don't really get cleaned up anymore mm-hmm. yeah well it said that they said it grew six thousand acres an hour that's insane <laughs> isn't that wild i just figured out what those piles of wood were when we were going up to ronnie's property remember we're like i wonder what I those there you weren't no it was you Lindsay, oh it was me ronnie. Lindsay, and ronnie so up in red feather lakes Along the road to get up to this land we were going to see with my cousin, um, where there were all these big stacks of wood, like dead trees. Okay. All stacked up in like teepees almost. I'm like, that's kind of weird. 
Huh. Won't that just be a huge fire? Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, it's better to have one single spot that burns intensely than all of that uh, stuff spread out. Yeah. So it must have been fire mitigation. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Well, isn't like the them not logging the trees anymore like a big cause of what? So I don't, I don't know. know much. I about got that, my own but it thoughts make about sense. it. If you're going off of Facebook, you got people on two sides, of course, because there's no middle, basically saying liberal EPA tree huggers have made it so that we can't log trees. We can't go and mitigate these fires and work on the roads like we used to and da 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 Okay. And then on the other side, you have all the people who saying that fires are natural. They're good. They're supposed to happen. It's our fault because we build where there's going to be fires. So tough titties, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of the middle of that being at the very longest, <laughs> we have been doing national forest fire mitigation stuff for a hundred years at the very longest, meaning like intentionally spending money to make forest fires, forest fires less insane. Uh huh. So that means for the entire time before that, if a lightning bolt would have struck the same way, then shit would have hit the fan. Yeah. Right? So as much as I believe that forest fires are completely natural, I do believe that we as humans, just the nature of what we do, we interfere with what is natural mm -hmm. and we find a way to make it work somewhat harmoniously. So I do think that, yes, we should spend money, you know, mitigating some of this stuff like people are saying, mm -hmm. but not to the point where it's total control of nature. Yeah. You got to let the forest burn sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it sucks, but it's true. Mm -hmm. You got to let them burn sometimes, but not like this. Yeah. You know? But it does make sense. Like if people weren't a thing and yeah. houses weren't a thing and that forest burning, it would just be burning. It would be burning how, like... People Mother really Nature... would be looking at the mountains going, ooga booga. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But translated to fire, fire mountains again. Yeah. Because we don't see big fire like mountains see big fire. Yeah. So we don't live in big yeah, fire mountains. Yeah, because you mountain. don't live in... Yeah. Right? So that mountain. would... But because we have satellites and comprehension and understanding, yeah. we have perspective on what these ooga boogas are. <laughs> you know? So yeah. <laughs> that's where I really think it's we it's not something to fight about. <laughs> if really yeah. I had to pick pick my side, it's the side that's not arguing with anyone about forest fires. Mm -hmm. It's the common idea of let's figure it out together yeah. and there'll be good and bad ideas until we get it perfect. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah. we're working towards the same objective. So stop fighting me. <laughs> if we're working together, yeah. it, you don't need to fight you both have the same objective, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Well, it's kind of like how people like when they choose to live on the river, you know. Yeah, like you're, they get flooded. <laughs> you know that this is a risk, but they're taking that risk because it's beautiful. It's and it's worth like the, the same risk. Thing like like you choose to live up in a forest fire zone. <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> the potential for fires are. Yeah, but you know the risk. That's why, like, I feel a lot of the people up there. They either stayed yeah. or because like they are like, well, this is where we chose to live. We chose this risk. 
And I think a lot of the people who truly live up there for real, and it's not like just their vacation home, and not downplaying those people, because mm-hmm. living in the mountains is, it's not a cakewalk, man. No. If you get a foot of snow in the mountains, you're there unless you have a tractor. Yeah. Or it melts enough for <laughs> yeah. you to get your vehicle out. Yeah. So there is some serious how to do when it comes to that. And I know if it was my house and we lived there full time and like it was everything, like our food was grown there, our animals were there, our, our everything was there, it would be very hard to leave, but not impossible. Yeah. Because like I, if I'm dead, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. If I saved my house. Yeah. You know? My house can burn down. We can rebuild. Can rebuild but yeah. I will go. I won't go down fighting, but I will back out fighting. <laughs> like I will do everything in my power to save it until I yeah, can't do anything anymore. Until you actually have to go. Do you know if Clay? What? Yeah, there. Everything's okay there. I got like a quarter mile from their house <sighs> or something like that. His grandpa never left. <laughs> so what were they doing? Just. I don't, yeah, I don't know the exact details. Man. I just know that it was pretty close. Well, he'll that. have to but, come yeah. and fix that light of mine and <laughs> tell me all about it because <laughs> I can't imagine. Because yeah. if you're a quarter mile away, you're seeing it. It's you're right there. You're feeling it. Like the heat <laughs> of the fire would be falling yeah. on you. Well, yeah, not the no, heat. the firefighters actually say, I'm pretty sure saved it. Like they, he could see them stopping it from getting to their property. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's, yeah, man. it's wild. Uh, Which, like, is amazing. You know, he's safe. They're safe. Everything. Clay got his house out of there in time because he's got the... Yep. Wheels. uh, Yeah, the camper. Man. But... Well, because he was in Grand Junction when it started coming towards their house. I was like, Casey, should we just, like, go hook up to Clay's house and pull it out for him? (laughs) Well, that's that's the advantage of having an RV. Yeah. You know, if you you got to get GTFO, (laughs) you just hook up, honk the horn, and roll on out. (laughs) That's true. That's what Jamie and Jeremy did. Yep. They literally put everything, because they evacuated a million times. Like five, six, 20 times. They just kept everything important in their RV, so when the call came again, they just hooked up, and off they went. (laughs) And all their stuff survived. Did it? That's what I've heard. Nice. I'm making two firefighter signs for her. That's true. She's going to, I think, donate one of them to the fire station up there that you know protected their house i love it oh man it's so funny how we don't appreciate the people until they do something but in reality that's kind of the way it should be right yeah <laughs> i mean right now we're like back during corona we were loving doctors and nurses and all that yeah because they were the heroes fighting the yeah. fight a lot of people say corona's not over form your own opinions <laughs> um now you know like right we got they're fighting fires i mean my buddy he just went back up there again 10 days they sleep up there oh yeah so 10 days he's up there fighting it again man well it's like i was telling you we have a dog that comes uh happy tales because his dad's a firefighter up there so he does two days on two days off Mm. he's literally working from the moment he gets up there to the moment he comes down to pick up his dog just digging trenches and cutting i watched a video of them like doing a dig line and how hard they're working is insane but kind of what you're saying is like how they don't get noticed until they're doing something because their jobs is to be are, ready. Yeah, to be <laughs> to ready. do that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like military people. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of just sitting around, not sitting around, but they're like doing other jobs. Not we're not doing our actual job. We're yeah, not fighting a war. We're not in a war, but right? when that call comes, 
There they go. There they go. And then it goes from sitting around, air quotes, because ultimately that is what we're doing until we're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go from chilling to warring. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a thing. You're not a hero until you are, right? Yeah. And you're not really. Well, I think that's kind of why they're called a hero, because they're the ones that are like, while we're all fleeing and yep. running for our lives, they're running into. Towards the danger. Yeah. So, and I think you you get a little bit of um, leeway. And now I'm kind of shifting a little bit with cops just because now they're because the same idea, right? Cops hear a gunshot. They run towards it. We run away. Right. <laughs> and I think they people who are willing to run towards danger deserve a little bit of leniency when it comes to maybe what happened during that crazy life-threatening event. Yeah, because most people aren't running towards... <laughs> no, and if you've never danger. been in that kind of situation where you could die, and you've never felt yeah. the blackout level of adrenaline that can happen in those types of events, mm -hmm. just chill out, man. Give <laughs> have, have a little perspective and maybe realize you've never been there, yeah. so you don't know what you'd do. Yeah, that's actually a thing, though. So they, I've seen like people who will be like, freaking out about how the cop shot this person but then they put them in that um simulation yeah. where it feels very realistic and they have a fake gun and they have to decide who like if they're shooting what's happening mm -hmm. and half the time those people die. shoot or oh, shoot. You know, they yeah. shoot <laughs> or they shoot too scared. late they shoot the wrong person yeah. it's like see like you now you're somewhat in this position but even though this still isn't real so take your adrenaline and times it by like 30 oh, for real <laughs> now assume that this dude can shoot you yeah now just assume that you're not going to be able to smile and laugh about your what you did right and wrong at the end of this yeah imagine you still have to go home now i'm not saying that police are perfect mm -mm. but i'm saying people need to have a little perspective on yeah. what they do that's why people have ptsd though because like the most people don't get to witness things like that no you know like military or the army and the military you don't witness what they're witnessing so when they come home and they aren't right in their mind mm -hmm. there's a reason why because the human i like the human brain i believe is not supposed to see stuff like that not especially not the way we see it because it stays with you it does because it's supposed to happen if ever once in your life yeah you know but these people in the military like imagine putting your finger in your buddy's bullet hole yeah because that's what they trained you to do and then he dies with your finger in him yeah sounds kinky but you know <laughs> what i mean though yeah like that yeah. kind of shit you either get over it or you don't yeah <laughs> Like, and, I don't have oh, something that man. crazy, but just, like... I mean, your I've, car accident. Well, that. I, yeah, I don't ever forget that. But, mm -hmm. like, we had a really bad dogfight at work one time, and it literally will replay in my head. The one you and, had to punch in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It was so traumatic. It literally stays in my head. So, and that's, like, super minor compared to some things that people actually see. So, yeah. that's crazy to me. Because some days it'll just be bugging me, and I'm like, oh, get out of my head. Right? There's, like, bad <laughs> thought, you know? And then that's where a lot of people then turn to, like, substances, mm -hmm. you know? And if you've seen some traumatic stuff, and it's not just military people. Like, think about somebody who lives in, like, a high gang area or, like, a high crime yeah. area. Yeah. And then they've, on a regular basis, seen muggings. Yeah. Like, that's trauma, people. Yeah. Like, I know all you hard New Yorkers and city folk like to think that, like, because we see evil and wickedness all the time, we're, like, stronger as people. 
um, that shit stays with you. Yeah. And it's cancerous and it permeates through society. Well, like doctors too. Like imagine, or like- <laughs> Trauma um, doctors? Yeah. Yeah. Or um, EMTs like in the ambulances and stuff. The ones who first show up to like a crazy car accident mm, or something. Man. I yeah. had a buddy of mine. <laughs> he, um, he was going to be a paramedic and he- I won't name names because, again, not exactly my story to tell, but he essentially saw um, it was a car accident. Everyone died. Uh, yeah. Mom and dad. And then they noticed that there was should be a kid. Uh, and they found the kid in the tree. In a tree? Yep. It, it got ejected so aggressively oh. from the car that it was embedded in the tree. Yeah. Like no. that shit, he's like, nope. How are people supposed to not? He moved on from that. Yeah. I mean, acceptance is really the only true way, in my yeah. opinion, is you have to accept that it happened. Yeah. That that and now happen. we move on. Like, even some of the stuff, like, Casey has witnessed just from working in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the things, I'm like, how? I mean, watching <laughs> somebody, so there's a procedure, pretty much, if they're doing this, you're dying. Or you're dead. It's the last thing they can do. But they cut open your your chest, mm -hmm. crack your ribs open, and they will manually pump your heart Oof. to try to get it to start. Yeah. And again, pretty much, if this doesn't work, we're calling it. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, I hate your... Ooh, all right, let's go get... <laughs> you know, they got tea time. He's dead. But I've... A friend of mine witnessed that procedure being done. And it, like, stuck with her. Yeah, I don't doubt it. She could handle it, but it's one of those moments that stands out. Because that stuff is wild, man. Mm. I mean, I got stories for days. I got another buddy who was deployed, and um, he talked about how they threw this kid into the barbed wire of the base so that the guards would go and try to save the kid. And they couldn't, and they just had to listen to this kid screaming. Wait, why couldn't they? Because they couldn't leave their post. Because oh. that's what they wanted them to do. Oh. Right? Gotcha. And so he's he just always spoke just like, I just could hear the screaming. I just could hear it. And yeah. I... Yeah. Jeez. Like that, dude, it's <laughs> it's just... And again, there's a reason 1% of the population joins the military. Yeah. Right? There's a reason 0.01% of people are police officers. Mm-hmm. And trauma medics and those people who see the wickedness of the world because it messes with you. Mm -hmm. Even small glimpses of true evil can completely change a person's life. Yeah. But I feel like those people who willingly go into those careers are the ones who want to. They're str I think they're stronger. Oh, well, yeah. They're stronger. I really do. And they, they can look past that because they can see the good that they're doing mm -hmm. or the lives that the they impact. are saving. Yeah. But and then I also feel like, I mean, obviously, like you learn to get used to seeing, I mean, as well as you can used to seeing stuff like that, because like when Dusty cut open his arm, yeah. like severely sliced his arm open, Travis almost passed out, I yep. guess. And Casey just immediately went into nurse mode. nurse mode and started shoving gauze or whatever it is into her husband's arm that is spewing blood oh all over the gosh. bathroom and she didn't skip she had just went to sleep and she had just gotten because she works nights so she had just gotten off of work got home went to sleep was only asleep for like two <laughs> hours and travis Clocked came running yeah, yeah came running and screaming and just immediately woke up went to work <laughs> she bandaged up his whole arm and everything did they have to get him sewn up 
Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. But she just packed the wound. I mean, she and... basically did what she could to get him to wear the hospital. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was bleeding like crazy. It was like literally, pss, 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 like. And like you said, other people be like, ah! Yeah, that was Travis. He almost passed out in case he was like, Travis, I need you to sit down. <laughs> like while she's trying to deal with his arm. Oh, man. <laughs> There's just two different types of people. It, it, there's it's people different who types run of into that to be like, well, this is what's happening. We got to fix this. And then there's people who are fight passing or flight. out on the floor. Fight <laughs> or flight, man. It's all about how your body um, handles the shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Well, because like for me, when I hear a dog fight, my very first reaction, run in, stop it. Mm. Other people are like, oh, no. Oh. Wow, <laughs> you know, it's just like. You just know when you so need really, to do something. And do you think the exposure is what has given you that resolve for oh, yeah. dog fights specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Because huh. I think if I didn't work where I did, but be... even then, like, I don't know. I've just, I've dealt with a lot of dog fights. So it's well, just and... always something I know that has to be split up. <laughs> oh, and also you trust in the, your knowledge. <laughs> you trust in your knowledge that, um, you know what a dog can do. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you're confident in the fact that me going in is not going to be worse than what the dog could do to me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Is Cody right there? He's trying to get Emma to come, and she's not listening <laughs> at all. He's literally like, come here. Come here. And she's just standing there wagging her tail. The dogs love us. <laughs> they love to not listen. That's for damn sure. Like, look, she's literally just wagging her tail. <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's crazy it's a well, it, it really just shows that it takes all kinds of people mm -hmm. it's we're no yeah. some people could do it by themselves but it everything is a little better when people work together yeah because that's, that's kind of how i look at it is you need the casey's who can shove gauze <laughs> yeah. into other people's house or house uh <laughs> wounds and stuff and not blink an eye mm -hmm. but you also need somebody who will sit down and cry with somebody. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, they have no reason to be upset other than that person is upset. Like mom. Yeah, they can example. they can feel your emote, like your yep. feelings. And other and people like can go too, shut though. up, pussy, <laughs> while they're wrapping your your wound. Yeah. Like, like I can feel the sadness that other people feel. Yeah. Like in a situation, like perfect example, Casey and just like her family and the things that they've lost. Like I can sit there and listen to Casey and her mom and just relate to her because I can feed off of her emotions and know. Whereas like some people like Cody, he does really bad with understand, like knowing why yeah. somebody is the like sad that the way that they are, because for him, he doesn't feel that sadness. Yeah. But then he also <laughs> emulates strength, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes, it just takes a little bit of everybody because mm -hmm. it's so many different <laughs> types, crazy. right? You know, because someone like Cody if say there was someone who passed away or a sad event and you're seeing him like stoically kind of handle it, mm -hmm. it gives you faith that you can too. That you can overcome the yeah. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other way around, it gives Cody someone, if he needs to, mm -hmm. someone to dump it on because mm -hmm. they can handle that emotions because they're in it all the time. Yep. You know, if you don't experience, experience excuse me, a lot of emotions, <laughs> When you do feel them, it can be a lot. Yeah. Because it's typically a like hard. <laughs> first time for everything, right? And usually yeah. the first time's the hardest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least that's what he told me. <laughs> uh, um, but I don't know. I just really like the idea that 
not so much intentional, but just the way that nature figured it out is we can't really do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's almost on purpose. You can even relate that to Fortnite. Like yeah. when we play Fortnite, like you got Lindsay, who's the medic. Yeah. <laughs> She's always there to save us, <laughs> to bring us back to health. There's me, who's a major distraction, I would say. <laughs> Operation Bullet Shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll let you know where they are. And then there's uh, Mark, right. who goes in strategically, but also guns blazing, guns blazing <laughs> yeah. while Reagan's on the outskirts, just shooting them from the side. I'm like the M <laughs> like the M1 Abrams <laughs> just plowing the way ahead. And, but without my gunner, mm -hmm. my mechanic and all my people, yeah, I'm just a steel brick. <laughs> so work together <sighs> and party on party on Wayne. <laughs> Well, man, with that being said, let's go play in the snow. That's good stuff. Right on. Uh, I tried. I'm trying to do the recaps. Um, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to remember, friends, though. Lifelong friends. Oh, yeah. A lot of friendship stuff. Shout outs to our buds. Buds. Hey, buds. <laughs> I know you don't listen. Your friends listen. My friends listen. My friends all don't the time. listen. Ray Ray and KK. <laughs> Abdon. He's my buddy. <laughs> he <go>. listens. <laughs> um, what else did we talk about? Um,. Emotions. Yeah, but that was all towards the end. The snow. The snow, the, the fire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Stupid rack cap up. Recap. <laughs> um, well, that's it, though. We're leaving it. I get, I got no more compliments for Pimparella, so I guess no story for you guys. Reagan said it. Not. She did the first time. She said it again. After she listened to that episode, she said, tell the story of Pimparella. Oh, she didn't say it to me. She said in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Paying attention's hard. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. I don't know what episode this is, but I think we're close to 30. 29. 29. <laughs> All right. As always. Peace out, Girl Scout. Yep. Babu. Babu. Babu.